to We Bought a Mic. First time on video, boys. Wow. We're here. We did it. We made After it. After all this time. It only took year number five of the podcast for us to actually get this. We're in a new studio, and we thought, hey, maybe we should try a little bit this time. <laughs> maybe maybe these uh, th- this auditory medium is not enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe people mm-hmm. need to see us. So we're here. You might not be seeing the full thing. You might only be seeing clips, and you might not see us every week. Are you um, going to put this part in front just, of every clip yeah. that, that just we in do? Context. Like, just, just so you know. We're not going to we're not making any promises by doing this for you folks. It it'll it'll serve a new dimension, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comedic timing can be different in the visual realm, not just auditory. We can do more. That's true. You know, can we, like, can, yeah. we can like <laughs> I'm going to do like Yeah. We can do we can do more gags. Um but yeah, welcome if this is your first time, welcome. We have over almost 300 episodes. I probably over 300 at this point. Uh, that you can check out, but we're opening the the doors to the uh, the visual mm. realm. So welcome, welcome. Uh, <laughs> my name's Ernest. <laughs> I didn't know we I, were rebooting the pod. I have today. a face for podcasting and a voice for silent movies. My name is Hunter. Yeah, this is I'm Drew, and this this is gonna be like when you're like you're wondering, oh, whatever happened to the, like that one one hit wonder band? Like, mm-hmm. why were they just a one hit wonder? And then you Google them and they're all ugly. Yeah. yeah. So like, this oh. is, we did kind of kill our chances right now. People just heard my we, voice and they're like, God, this guy has to be so sexy. Yeah. We had, we had head gum knocking on the door. And yeah. We, we, we blow it. it. Now that you mentioned, we do kind of have to reboot the pod a little bit. I think it's like, that it's a soft reboot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like we're just going to like recast one of our main characters uh, who might have had yeah. like some kind of allegations against it, but we aren't going to acknowledge it. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. If if you want, I can just cut out the whole part where I introduce the show and people will be like, wow, these guys are new and they're already so good at this. <laughs> what is going on? You know, on I really F1? I really like that you are saying that, Ernest, that we're good at this. <laughs> Because I think jury's still out on that. The really. third, the I third annual. I can't stop coughing. <laughs> the third You're annual. You're chugging that aha too fast, Drew. Come no free on. ads. No free ads. Okay. Turn it away. I don't want people to see no, the Apple no logo. logo. Uh, let me no. let me turn away which beer. I just happen to be drinking a green imported, beer with a white label, huh? Yeah, <laughs> imported green beer. We'll um, never know. Yeah, so I I think that people, you know, this is a good jumping off point, jumping in point, maybe jumping off for something. (laughs) It it evens out. I really like to think that people who have been sending us money for the last several years, like Brian and Dane and just some of our friends are just like, they see this new transition. They're like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. This is I wanted like I can't I wanted digression, not progression. We're we're cutting the cord on this. This is the new studio, though. So you might see it evolve a little bit each time each week. Uh, There might be it might be little Easter eggs here you can find hidden in the background and you can follow along as little things are tweaked here and there as as we figure it out. Um, But today we are we, we figured this would be a good chance to start the 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 visual part of we bought a mic because it is the third year of this new tradition mm-hmm. that we've started called the wabamis mm-hmm. the premier hollywood's biggest night the the premier pop culture awards some people show. say this is college park florida's biggest night. <laughs> it's it's the only award show in which the voting body 
will admit that it didn't actually watch every movie. Right. And we'll admit that, like, we can be bought. Yeah. Like, oh, very yeah. easily. Like You can hit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, just like, come on. Like, if you want, like, guys, I'm just going to say it right now. Like, all right, if you just come to me, uh, <clears throat> Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, your film could just rake in the gold. Tonight. Were you looking you on your phone for the name M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> I was looking for a movie. Just, so we're just, going great. Just, a just movie. like what is a, what came out last year? I'm I'm on to the next one already. Okay. So, yeah, so this is our way to kind of put the final button on the previous year in in film and TV. We did our big listomanias. They were very harrowing and, and taxing. They were and harrowing. Blood was shed. <laughs> yeah, on those episodes. Um, but they were, were approximately twelve and a half hours long. Yeah, we're gonna try to keep it a little bit, a little bit briefer tonight. Yeah, we have uh, about that's that's our promise. Is every week we're gonna try. <laughs> Well, and the it, thing is, don't keep track of whether or not we succeed. Don't, it's not don't worry about it. The, the thing is, is that unlike some awards shows out there, we don't like to revel in montages on the power of cinema. Well, we just like to crank on. out we the haven't met, We haven't talked about this yet, though. What if I thought that that was a good idea for our visual side of things? Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. What if instead of, because notably we don't give out a little... Um, we don't give out an Oscar because that's, you know, copyrighted and we can't do that. So we do give out our own little twist on it. It's it's a uh, Wabami. It's a Wabami and you get a little golden scoot hog. Um mm-hmm. notably of Scoot McNary. Um that is the little figurine of Halton Catch Fire who fame. We will send out uh these trophies to the winners. Uh we'll send out an NFT of the trophies to the winners for them yeah. to have forever. And this is the first year where I actually took it upon myself to visualize <laughs> this coveted uh award. So I think that instead of doing montages of movies, we should just do montages of just Scoop McNary. <laughs> Yeah. Of Scoop McNary in cinema this year. So in this uh, this year, it'll just be his scream in Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, him his, like yeah. him acting like he's a, <laughs> and acting like he's about to get weird with a little girl. Yeah, like a fourteen year old. He's gonna eat her. He, yeah, they're all cannibals. You know, you know, the, uh, Scoot. You don't you don't know what he's gonna bring to he's, a project. He's versatile. Mm-hmm. We need to do like our movie series, but with like small character actors. Um, oh, like a that's, Robin Williams series. So that's budget. another way to lose all of our subscribers. Oh, if we do a Scoop McNary series, I think you guys would love that. So that's what on the first year of our podcast, yeah. basically was <laughs> <laughs> on the screen. Now you can see the Wabami itself uh, visualized. I'll put it on for you. I don't have a full life size cutout right now. I don't have a table display. Maybe but next year. We will invite you if you are listening, uh, Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson. If you do an inevitably win a little a little golden scoot hawk tonight feel free that you do have access to this nft that you can use this as your new twitter photo or if you want to use the same kind of press or anything like that yep. you do have the rights to do that but you do have to win the award or else you do not have the rights and we will get our lawyers to come after you well i, I was gonna say though scoot's lawyers are already calling in right now as we speak uh, about why we decided to use his yeah, likeness. Because Scoot is saying the blur would have to go way lower than that. <laughs> my my dick is so big. Okay. So any other thoughts before we jump in to the awards? We have a lot of awards to get through, but I think we can fire them off pretty yeah. quick once we start rolling. I if you're this is your first time listening to the pod, you'll say this is a little bit 
different from your other standard award shows. <laughs> um, also, the, the way it works, at least traditionally, I correct me if I'm wrong, Ernest, but the person who selects the nominees gets a vote. And the only way that that vote can be overturned is if both the other people, me and this year, uh, me and Hunter, agree on one title to override that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, we can we can kind of. We can we can play a little loose with it if we need to, but I think I think you both have to agree on the winner at okay. the very least. Like you know, I and can't. If anything, you are the tiebreaker exactly. as the person who proposes. Yeah. The award. Also, you are welcome to nominate somebody that I don't nominate. You can throw in a nominee outside of the ones that I mentioned, and if you both submit it, then that's the winner. Absolutely. If you agree, mm-hmm. if you both agree on that, then I am overruled. Um, so we'll see how it goes. If we run into any any uh, bumps along the road, then we can tackle them. But this is our third one, so I feel like we got a pretty good handle on how how to do these. And um, um, yeah, I'll say, come on, yeah, we're fucking pros over here. Uh, right off screen, we do have about sixteen boxes of Scoot trophies just mm-hmm. sti- still in their packaging, mm-hmm. uh, hermetically sealed. So we are going to need to mail all of these out to the winners. What's crazy is that you did not blur out the trophies. <laughs> it's just sitting out yeah. there. When you were photoshopping that image, did you put a penis on it and then blur <laughs> and then it out? you blurred you blurred afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was mm. a perfectly symmetrical schlong. It was beautiful. Well done. All right. So here's how we're gonna do this. We have I wrote down about uh thirty-eight categories. Okay. So I am tracking the time. If this starts to go really long, we are we are just going to have to go Emmys <laughs> mode and just announce some of them outside of the telecast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, don't yeah we'll, we should have done like a daytime Wabami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just we couldn't fit them all in. Yeah, we just want. we just made like Kumail Nanjiani or some you know like him in. and Chris Pratt yeah. like say all the winners. So okay. So the way we're going to do this is I want. Um, Hunter, you're the lucky uh, player. I need you to pick a number between one and thirty-eight to start us off for the first category. Is of this the what night. we're gonna do all night? No, no, no. That's just to start <laughs> off, and then I'll go from there. Okay. Are you just kind of like this pick is a number. chaotic? This Jesus is, Christ! This is how twenty-two. They, this is how they should be. Okay, twenty-two. The first category of the night is. The Leap of Faith Award. Oh, God, this is such a big one to put up. This is exactly oh God, what the telecast is, yeah. would do. Yeah, you just you you gotta start put with it, something you big. You got to start with Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Just, uh, this is a huge it's the rolling. award for the movie moment that asks the most from the audience. Mm-hmm. So okay? this is, yeah. It can also be TV. That's what I wrote down because that's what it was last year or mm-hmm. the year before. Um, but if you need to throw in a TV moment, I don't think I nominated any TV moments on mine. Um. Feel free to to throw any in here because I only have three okay. nominees. So okay. What, what do you have? The nominees are every time Paolo Gucci speaks in House of Gucci. Yes. Played by Let's Jared go. Leto. Let's fucking go. Zendaya not leaving after minute 10 of in Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and- <laughs> That's a great one. And Paperboy did Hiroshima in Eternals. I didn't know about that. So I haven't. I do know about that, but I have not seen it. However, I completely am on board with it. So therefore, it doesn't win for me. Um, <laughs> so um, I have I have one word to nominate, and that is Gabriel. I so that was the one. The Gabriel flip. 
It's and it is a flip. The the inverse Gabriel move <sighs> in Malignant is a Man. big. It's it's a big ask, but it's so insanely well executed that like I didn't feel like the movie was like really asking too much of me. I was like, oh, finally, yes, let's go. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I. The, I feel like the easy answer, we aren't doing the easy answer, which I'm happy with, because I thought that you were for one of your nominees was you go to a beach that makes you old. Mm. But that's a premise that's different from a leap of faith. Leap of faith has to come like I like that's, Gabriel because that's at like the that's right whenever we're rounding into the third act and that's going to make or break it for people. And if you buy in, then you're like, this is a masterpiece. And if it doesn't, then it falls apart. Um that's why I feel like the Marie one is actually pretty good, but that's too early on in the movie. Also, uh, couples be fighting. Right? Yeah. Um, I like Gabriel. Oh. I like Gabriel. The first scoot hog goes You're to going, it's going to Gabriel. Gabriel. It's like, going to our boy. Is Gabriel. this going to be that kind of night? It goes. It, might be. it goes like, to it's, Gabriel. It's going to Gabriel. <laughs> We are going to mail it to the abandoned giant attic. We're going to have to smack a bitch in the head <laughs> get, get our man to come to out. Just, I need to concuss wow. this woman. This so is Gabriel's go. first nomination and what first was, win. Ernie, wow. just curious. What, what was your pick out of this list of nominees? I was leaning towards Paperboy did Hiroshima. So I, you know, <laughs> why I've did he do Hiroshima? Because, because he is the eternal that gives humans the ability to technologically advance. Okay. That's his power. Okay. So but it's the like, implication is that he is also still his same. Brian Terry Henry is the same character as he is in Atlanta. No, no, no. Paperboy. It's a different, I, I I'm playing, I'm playing around. I'm joking. So like, I'm joking. Wait, does the movie, it's a different character. As Does the movie get into him doing Hiroshima? Or no. no. Okay. So that's okay. Um, but it is a hard uh, pill to swallow in the middle of the, this movie. I mean, there's a reason that this has been, there have been so many variations of people discussing this this year with the Eternals. Once you introduce that level of power, it's hard. The whole movie becomes a leap of faith because it's asking you not to think too much. Yeah. Tenet right. style. Last year was Tenet, right? Tenet had to be, Tenet won last year, right? I don't. Because that entire movie is a leap of faith. Right. It is, and it's a it's a I worthy think, one. I think, yeah. I got to pull up my notes I, to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I mean, Nolan and the boys swept last year. Yeah, like they took home like seven Scoot Hogs. What uh, what's I, what's the next one? So the next category <laughs> not a great movie. is the Michael Mann Award for its standing achievement in dad cinema. Okay? Wow. The nominees are. I only have two nominees I, here, boys. There's one that I just I'm gonna fight tooth and So for. if you need it, you know, this is like the 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 Wabamis are like the best song category at the Oscars or like the the makeup and hairstyling where they're like, yeah, we'll just do two nominees. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so who do you got? Because I have one that I would Nobody. Yeah. The Bob Odin. That's a good one. Vehicle. Yep. And No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. Uh, may I uh, submit the last duel? Ooh, I thought about that one. Affleck, Damon, back together. A lot of dads haven't seen something that they really love since they saw Good Will Hunting. What do you think, Hunter? That's a good one. Last year was The Way Back, I believe. Uh, just ex- oh, outstanding yeah. dad The movie. drunk basketball yeah, And Ford versus Ferrari? Was that? I think, Ford versus Ferrari no, that was, was the that year was, before. That was yeah, those are both. I My pick is Nobody. I saw, like, whenever I saw it in the theaters, I was like, this is the dad movie. Like, 
my dad doesn't watch movies. I know my dad would see this and be like, oh, God, it's so hard just being the patriarchal figure of the family. I, I have one more that I think, if we're being real, would be the winner here, which is Joe Bell, a Mark Wahlberg joint. Uh, oh, boy. Nobody saw that movie. The, the true the story of a small movie. town working class father <laughs> who embarks on a solo walk across the U.S. to crusade against bullying. Yeah, because his son, his, his gay son gets oh. bullied. So I'm the tiebreaker, right? Yeah. We're going nobody. Yeah. Movie fucking I'll, kicks ass. It kicks ass. I'm glad we just need to give some recognition to Bob Odenkirk just getting the shit beat out of him. The the kind of movie that you want to call your dad after watching and like just bro out over. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Christopher Lloyd up in this bitch just fucking machine gun firing. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie kicks ass. I love it. I movie love it. rules absolutely rules so do we send do we send the scoot to bob since, yes yeah he's yeah, the dad to mr okay. odenkirk i will say just honorable mention here just my own dad i don't this isn't like a general dad recommend <laughs> but the power of the dog he like w really wanted to to chat with me about that movie and i was like oh i still gotta see you it. have still a sophisticated dad right I, that's not <laughs> but as soon as i saw it i was like my mind was blown i was like I got to call my dad and talk to him about this movie. It was so fucking good. I, w I never uh, would ever talk to my dad about the power of the dog, <laughs> to be honest. Um, You're not there yet. No, maybe after a couple more years of therapy, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, Bronco there was not Henry. A big, there wasn't like a war movie though, or anything like that. That's why the last duel is kind of the closest to like a 1917 style right. dad movie that we got. But yeah. No, hey, nobody. shout out to bond too. Like a, con a consistent, yeah. down the middle dad movie you know For i've heard that the movie is very convoluted though i don't know if i don't keep i don't up. know if dads are super into daniel craig bond you um, know that's fair yeah, that's honestly true. yeah that's that's a good point all right congratulations to bob odenkirk for your scoot hog um that's on your scoot hog the next award go uh the next category is the missed opportunity award this the nominees are this is a great award why the last man mm -hmm. the tv show based on the incredible comic book on fx on hulu falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus on paper the best thing marvel has done directly addressing the uh implications of a black man wearing the stars and stripes of captain america uh -huh. execution terrible uh-huh black widow uh, uh, another Marvel entry here, taking us into like 90s spy Cold War-esque uh, type of realm. Totally misses the mark on that one. And Reminiscence, an original sci-fi story <laughs> starring Hugh Jackman. Reminiscence in here. On paper, an incredible, incredible climate, post-climate change type of story that just completely missed the mark. So missed opportunity. Um, I don't like those nominees, to be honest. Okay. It's nothing against you. I Falcon, the War soldier is probably the actual one that has the missed opportunity. Black widow, I think was doomed from the start. And the fact that that movie is like four years too late. Right. Um, missed opportunity for me. Um, if I can just submit, uh, an entry and maybe it kind of makes sense, but it's the new Conjuring movie. It's the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Conjuring the first Dream. two movies are fucking incredible. And then you're just like, well, James Wan's gone, but like everybody else, the whole core idea is still there. And it's one of the worst movies of the year. It's an absolute 
disaster of a movie. I think it's really bad. And uh, similarly, I would kind of put Halloween Kills in there. Ooh, fucking love the twenty eighteen like Halloween. Pick. And yeah. Halloween Kills is soulless. That movie sucks shit, and I hate it. I didn't even see it. I heard it was so bad, um, and I loved. I mean, I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed. I love. I love the twenty eighteen. I uh, thought, yeah, I thought that was a good movie. What about you, Drew? Any nominees? Missed opportunity? No, this is a tough one this year. Actually, you know what? I think I have it. It's Malcolm and Marie. Ooh. I don't. I don't. You're right, but the thing is. I think seeing what Sam Levinson's done a show like Euphoria shows that yeah. it's a missed opportunity. I guess I yes. guess that's the with thing. that quality of actors, those two quality it, of actors. So it goes to him because he's the one who freaked it. Yeah. Um. Because that movie really I did not like. It was good to talk about. Had yeah, it's it not a great it movie. It had a lot of potential. Yeah. It, it just like oh my god, it made me not like Sam Levinson. So you agree, Malcolm and Marie? What did you say? Uh, why the Last Man? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Widow. Well, what do you think? Like, what's yours? To me, it's Why the Last Man. Yeah. Because I, I just love, I don't have the the context that you do with Why the Last absolutely Man. Absolutely love the comic book. And you could have made a really good show out of that. And I'll, there are little bits of it in there. No, I'll go with that. Um, because I think with Malcolm and Marie, I think the odds of something like that being really annoying are pretty high, actually. You know what I mean? like that type of project right. just it, it's the type of project that like half the time I, it's I gonna like be pretty it, fucking pompous i like that it exists at all because it kept the crew employed when they had to shut down season two of euphoria like they were like we need something mm -hmm. to like keep our jobs when COVID hit right. and they were just like all right we'll throw this thing together and everybody can get paid i'll let you have why the last man cool i know that's important right. to you um uh let's see um Yorick Brown, the main character. I couldn't think of any of the actors. <laughs> the entire cast and crew of Why the Last Man accepts on behalf. Is this a. Does was, The Last Man accept it? Are you giving uh, it to The Last Man? Yeah, Yorick Brown. Okay. That's cool. the character. Why? I can't think of the, the actor's name. Barry Kilgan was supposed to play him. Hey, I like and that kid. They scrapped Barry. They actually shot the pilot with him, scrapped it, and reshot it with this other guy. That's mm. a bummer. Um, so, yeah. The show got canceled after season one, and I'm just like, meh. All right. Tough. Maybe try again in 10 years. Next category. Right. Most delightful, joyous, good time. This is an interesting category. I only have one nominee. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's the Great British old. Bake Off. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, just like a purely... So this has to be like pure bliss. Right. So what was something uh, that when God, you close your eyes is that I have my pick, but you guys haven't seen the movie. So for me, what? it's the well, worst person in the world. Oh. It's just like a movie of just pure joy. Like I was just smiling the whole fucking time, but I won't put that up as a nominee because you guys haven't seen it. So you're not going to fucking pick it. Um, I'd say another good nominee is licorice pizza. I, that was going to be it's licorice pizza, or red rocket. As far as movies that I know, both of you have seen red rocket, red rocket was a joyous, it was a delightful, joyous time. For me. I'm just looking at myself in the theaters. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd probably give it a licorice pizza. Yeah, sure. I mean, I like it. It's a delightful choice. I would, time. I honestly, in my heart, I want to give it to the worst person in the world. But again, you guys haven't seen it. So, so listeners, whenever you get the chance, go see the worst person in the world. It's a masterpiece. Congratulations to Paul Thomas Anderson on your scoot hog. Um, this is Paul's ninth nomination. First mm -hmm. win. 
We yeah. love we love to see it. He was overdue. Yeah. You could call it a makeup win because mm-hmm. really we should have given him this award for Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> uh next category is most disappointing. Um my nominees are mm-hmm. WandaVision, Last Night in Soho, and The Suicide Squad. God. So there's a lot of love for this out there. But me personally, I had to nominate these because I just I felt like there was such a high ceiling for what all of these projects could be. And they just, to me personally, felt short of that. That's out of your nominees. I'm leaning last night in Soho. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's, it's great. It's because it's one of my favorite filmmakers in the world. Um, WandaVision, you know, it's Marvel. Um, what was the other thing that you said? The um, Suicide Squad. James Suicide Gunn's. Squad. I, I liked it. I liked it. Haven't really thought about it much. Peacemaker is a thing now. I'm not going to fucking watch that. You know, so. I've been watching it. I actually like it better than Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Um, I've seen, from what I've seen, uh, Last Night in Soho is a good choice because... It, the thing is, it's so close to greatness. That's one that we touched on it whenever we did a podcast about it, is that like it just... it teeters on being like truly excellent at so many points and then like i think it kind of falls apart in all the wrong moments mm. and it's a bummer because of that so are we are we giving it to edgar sure congratulations you edgar right on your scoot hog a shriveled scoot hog oof um i mean it's better than no scoot hog it is yeah you know edgar like come on the show hang out you know no offense i like the movie you know i will say i do want to <laughs> revisit i'm i because it might age better it was just a disappointment in, yeah at the time but exactly. a lot of edgar wright movies age. he better was trying something different feelings. which i appreciate oh guys we forgot a big one for dad cinema which one finch Oh, that is a oh good my one. god! Didn't Who? see it. Of course, <laughs> that's not. why I didn't nominate. That, of course, we didn't see it. <laughs> but Dude, I mean, Tom Hanks <laughs> is Finch. That's such a dad movie. Oh Tom man, man honestly, should we should we take? Wait, should we should we like run to Bob's house and take his scoot hog away from him? Give it to Tom. Hanks <laughs> no, instead? do not. That might be the know. only scoot hog. More dad saw Finch. Finch, yeah, no, Finch is really that's the real winner for dad cinema. What's uh? What's next? We're gonna have to give him makeup. We're, it's already Hog mailed. It's already in the mail. You Shit. can't. Um. Although there has been last minute uh, reversals in the past, <laughs> but I will not defend this one. Bob Odenkirk def- deserves a scoot hog. All right. The next category is most eth- um, ethically questionable <laughs> on screen couple. This is a new category for this year. Oh, oh man. So there's two, there's two big ones, huh? Because this was a big year for these <laughs> on-screen pairings that we might uh, be like, hmm, are we, are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? Gary and Alana in Licorice Pizza. So we, this is a strong candidate, obviously, because there is a, like a 13 year age gap, yeah. like, I believe, between these two people. 10 to 13. 10 depends to 13. on who yeah. you believe on the, the accuracy of the ages. Mikey and Strawberry and Red Rocket. That one, it's going to be tough to dethrone that one for me because in terms of like by rule of law, it goes to Alana and Frank. But that that's just not the one, man. This is a way more detestable, like disgusting, reprehensible relationship. Do you have do you have another one? There's a few. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Timothy Chalamet and Frank. 
Franny McD. Oh man, that's in a, the French Dispatch. He's a child in French Dispatch. They also well, is he in college? Yeah, kind. Of, yeah. I mean, it's French, so yeah. <laughs> so who knows the laws are over there? <laughs> I, I guess they're in college when they're seventeen. I don't fucking know. What's the age difference between Simon Rex and uh, um, Strawberry? It's over twenty years. Yeah, it's, it's around. Like, 20. What's the it's difference like tw- between yeah. Francis McDormand and Timothy Chalamet? She's it's probably she's it might be getting close. up there. Yeah, she's yeah. It's also close. it's also ethically questionable for its depiction of uh, also women journalism. in journalism as uh, you just know that with is guys. a whole other angle too. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Professionally, yeah, professional ethics. But yeah. you know when we think back at these Wabamis, we're gonna want it to have gone to sign. Well, no, Rex. okay, wait, hold on. There another, are more another, nominees. Oh yeah, I want I want to hear the other nominees. This is more interesting than I thought. Uncle Phil and Peter in Power of the Dog. Well, so he might be like 14, 15 in Power of the Dog. <laughs> and they don't actually like do anything as far as we see. So they get, oh, they, they, they do something. They get damn close. That The thing is, I don't know. There's two more nominees. That's transactional. Tony and Maria in West Side Story. And Malcolm because and Maria. Because of the races. Different kind of ethically. <laughs> Because of the racism. No, because he sucks. <laughs> I have of oh, shitty dudes. a sweetheart. Shitty dudes. I have sweethearts. I have a surprise nominee. Um, rapidly aging Nat Wolf with that girl <laughs> in old. <laughs> or Alex Wolf. Ew. No, well, the thing is that there it's it's immoral in that the implication is that they fuck when they have the minds of children, but they are at least the same age. Yeah. <laughs> I the thing is that like I hated that and it all this is a question of age is a Man, question of ethics go back to the old pod I I loved detested it. that so I loved much it it's exactly more than anything it, in this why world. why wouldn't you want him to get fucked up you want that yeah um I, it's got to go to sack it's got to go to Simon Rex for me still you're okay. right you got, we got a lot of good nominees this year yeah and that congr- was I congratulations even, to the whole field by yeah the way. Yeah, yeah good it's an honor job. to be nominated <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> you're probably right that just we are going to want to give it to Red Rocket we so will I'll, look back at this I'll as, give it to Red Rocket, Red Rocket but I will say relationship year. Francis McDormand and Timmy that's a good I completely forgot that's a about tough that one. and that's on multiple levels yeah. it's the age gap and also the ethically as a journalist and yeah it's that's a good one it's a good one so Red Rocket I have to yeah. I have all to right go congratulations to Sean Baker and Simon Rex and Strawberry mm-hmm. on We your are not scoot sending hog. the Scoot Hog to Strawberry. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was a victim. Okay. Um, the next category is most overrated. What is the most overrated of 2021? <sighs> this is a um, tough one. I have I have two nominees that have already been brought up. Um, they are WandaVision and the Suicide Squad. And that is very biased because again. There is a lot of love for both of these out there. I want to acknowledge I, that. But so me personally, they are both overrated. I think, well, no, if we're, especially if we're bringing in the movie that's going to be talked about, award nominations are coming out next week, and it's going to be a movie that we're going to have to fucking talk about in the movie culture for a while. It's Belfast for me by a mile. Wow. I think Belfast is. I thought you were about just, to say, don't look up. Have you still not seen that? The thing I, is, like, people I, don't like I don't that think, movie that yeah, much. That doesn't have a positive reception. Belfast is going to be like a. It's going to be like that and power of the dog are going to be vying for best picture. And I'm so not ready to keep thinking about Belfast and Kenneth wow. Branagh's shit. I mean, I, I like I can I can vibe with that even if I haven't seen the movie. All right. Let's go with it. Yeah. 
Because I, yeah, Eat I think shit with your Dutch angles, Kenneth. Because I would pick any Marvel right thing. Well, the the thing with WandaVision is that like it has so much great stuff in it. But when you stand back and look at the whole thing, it's like, man, this just didn't. It uh, it, it didn't goes fully off click. the rail. It kind of like has a downward trajectory from yeah. where it starts, which so is a bummer. The winner once again is Finch. Congratulations to Congratulations Kenneth Brana on your Scoot Hog. It feels. I I wonder how it feels like to get a Scoot Hog before an Oscar. I wonder. It must yeah, be an he incredible got it. Yeah, feeling. man. Um, I still right. always have that. The next category is the most tears, aka the Gut Punch Award. Mm-hmm. The nominees Ooh, are there's some good ones. Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and For All Mankind. Those are my two nominees. Station Eleven. Ooh, I like that. That was a lot of tears. It's the it's the most I shed this year. Yeah. So I have to, it has to have my vote. I like that. Um see, I haven't think? seen Station Eleven, so I can't I can't comment on that. Um I would go with Ted Lasso just because I haven't seen Station Eleven. I where are you going here? I think I think I gotta go. It's tough for me because like Ted Lasso made me cry like every episode. <laughs> But Station Eleven made me cry harder. It was more of a gut punch makes, in the end. It makes you cry. Yeah, and it is a like a pure gut punch. Yeah, um, I gotta go Station Eleven. That that finale, you, dude, you'll agree, Hunter. Oh my god! I'll get around dude. to it in the next like seven to ten years. <laughs> Some point here, get around to it. All right, congratulations, Patrick Somerville, and the you didn't casting cry crew. and old whenever they got old. No, unfortunately. Um, uh, cheered. Congratulations on your scoot hog. The next category is the most underrated performance of the year. What is the most underrated performance? The nominees are, again, this is, I'm I'm keeping it short here, leaving it very open. Rebecca Ferguson in Dune and Winston Duke in Nine Days. Most Hmm. underrated performance. Can I? I would call Rebecca Ferguson in Dune understated, not underrated. Yes, that's, that's. That's well said. Um, I want to throw out a nominee. Dev Patel and the Green Knight. I think that the Green Knight, because of how well directed it is, it often gets lost how good Dev Patel is in that movie. And Dev Patel plays that character about as well as you possibly can. Um, I like that. You could give it to like half the cast of fucking Licorice Pizza, Alana Heim. And uh, really... Um, For underrated, really? Cooper Hoffman, I think, is underrated. Nobody... There's nobody gives a shit about Cooper Hoffman, okay. really. It's Well, it's more the discussion surrounding them and their performances is like, wow, it's incredible that they're not actors. Yeah, um, and I think could, that that's very dismissive of... Yeah. Us. Like, Cooper Hoffman has fucking charisma. That's not something that you can train. <sighs> Where do we want to go here? I'm thinking. You know, I actually did think of a good one, and it is going back into last year. What about Lakeith Stanfield and Juice and the Black Messiah? Because I think that he kind of got his character got reviled to a point where he his performance uh, got a, a pretty well underrated, in my opinion. Especially when you consider like the screen time that he has. Probably because I don't think that it, it and was... Daniel Kaluuya is giving such like a powerhouse home run performance yeah. that nobody gives a shit about what Lakeith is doing. I don't, yeah, I don't think that the faults of that character were his fault. I think that it's a character that's inherently hard to access. Uh, so I'd be willing to vote for that. Oh, okay. 
Are we All feeling right. Lakeith? Yeah, let's give it to Lakeith. Congratulations to Lakeith. on your Wabami, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. This is Lakeith's second nomination. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe. <laughs> Check the tape on that. First win. Um. All right. The next category is the Nostalgia Award. Who gets the Nostalgia Award, boys? The nominees are Spider-Man, No Way Home, and The Beatles, Get Back. So I think just by pure definition of nostalgia, because nostalgia kind of gets misused and misinterpreted. And nostalgia isn't just solely remembering things. Nostalgia is remembering things with rose-colored glasses and making them appear better than they actually were at the time. Right. And because of that, I think it has to be Spider-Man. Yes. And it's not it, it's not meant to be a derogatory award. It's like, you know... I think that the beauty of that movie is that it actually gets nostalgia right. Yes. Which is very fucking hard to do. Because they easily could have just been like, hey, we're here. Let's wave at the camera. You know, you remember your old friends. Everybody's here. Okay. Bye. No, like they actually told a compelling story. It also yeah. was the nostalgia moment of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you know, it was like arguably one of the it, probably five moments of just cinema. Just talking of about the year. nostalgia in the definition that I just laid out, it has led to think pieces of people going back and try to revisit and defend the Andrew Garfield Spider Man right. movies, right. which, good luck with that. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> good luck with that. Congratulations, John Watts. Congratulations, wow. Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, Willem Dafoe. I, I'm gonna nominate that we Toby. actually that we send the we send it to Toby. To Toby, yeah, yeah I, he I would love it. We, we gotta give it to Toby. Yeah. No, like, no love for John Watts. John yeah. Watts is doing fine. Yeah, he doesn't need he doesn't need a scoot hog. The next category is the oh yeah I didn't see that I'll have to check it out award. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so true. This is a Do you just have like the, the selection of 2022 <laughs> this movies? Is an absolutely what? stacked category. The nominees are The Worst Person in the World, The Last Duel, Belfast, Spencer, Drive My Car, Come On, Come On, Nightmare Alley, and Mass. Whew. Drive My Car is a really great one. And it's only going to get better. I think the drive my car is because the thing is that I could actually weirdly see worst person in the world. Once it gets on streaming, getting some kind of not like buzz buzz, but it's going to get like some attention because it's a very watchable movie. Drive my car is a movie like I just feel like it's a thing that people just be like, oh, yeah, no, I saw it won a bunch of critics awards. And then I'll people have just to check it out. <laughs> people forget about it in six months time and they will never watch. that. I movie. um I started it last night. Uh, it was really fucking good. Fell asleep. Oof. Cool. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. To, I didn't see that one. I'll have to check it out. So Scoot Hog, congratulations. Unless, yeah, unless you have uh, anyone else you want to really stump I mean, you, for. No, no. If you guys both agree, I can't really well, budge on it. Who would you go with? I mean, the big one for me is the worst person in the world, but we're going to see that within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I think, okay, let's go drive my car then. I, uh, congratulations, Ryosuke Hamaguchi. Mm -hmm. Secret winner of 2021, and now you get a scoot hog. Mm. Well deserved. Good job by you. The next category is another big one. I love this category. It's scene of the year. Mm -hmm. What is the scene of the year? The one scene. These are the nominees. The bus fight and nobody. When Bob Odenkirk 
beats the shit out of a bunch of people in a bus. Fucking amazing. <laughs> the first worm attack in Dune. When we first see that worm come in. Big worm. Big worm. And the sand caves underneath Timmy and Brolin. And they jump on that ship. And I guess everything before and after that, if you want to count that. The opening number in In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Just so much New York energy. And just like, man, the power of film, the power of cinema. Gabriel arrives in the jail cell <laughs> in Malignant. I, when they put Madison in that jail cell and those women from a bunch of different uh, genres and eras of film are gathered there and they see the birth of Gabriel. I don't want to be eyes. parodic. I don't want to be like self-parody, but I don't know how I can't vote for that. Okay, there's more. <laughs> right, just hear me out here. Nick Cage talks to the chef in Pig. That, God, that's fuck. definitely a top Oof. 10 option. The Cuba shootout in No Time to Die. Ana de Armas comes in, fucking steals this movie in like 10 minutes of screen time. Screen time. Absolutely owns the screen. Incredible. And the entire ending sequence of The Green Knight. I'm going to go with the ending sequence I, of The Green Knight. So I do... Man, over Malignant. God, dude. Well, I do want to... So let me ask, if this is too extended, then I understand. But can I interest you in pretty much everything Bradley Cooper and Licorice Pizza (laughs) through the U-Haul running out of gas chase Is that all count as one scene or is that too much? Because that's like 20 minutes. You know what? The thing is, I would actually choose the Sean Penn stuff over it. Okay. Mm, yeah, the whole so jump. Then, the you know, it, because jump. of Tom Waits. Because like, of you spectacle. saying that, I think that I'm gonna go with the Green Knight as well. Because okay. I think that you're all right. I think that you might be right that there's there's multiple moments in so, Licorice Pizza. Splits the vote. Um, wow. God, I know you want a Dune Sandworm. I know that's big what worm. You, I know that's what you want. Big and dude, I will say that that was my favorite movie theater moment of the incredible year. that was the best movie theater Stunning. moment of the year was seeing that yeah. but my favorite movie moment the end of the green knight is just it also just the, the ending of the green knight elevates the green knight in a way that like no pr- particular moment of dune elevates dune because dune right. is just generally so good yeah. you know but like the green knight is made i think a good deal better by how how well they stick yeah. the landing it's uh it's yeah perfect ending congratulations Dev patel david lowry on your Scoot Hog. This mm. is their first nomination, first win. I guess second if you count previous nominations tonight. Uh, you or would, third. One would. Who is counting? Is anybody out there counting? Hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, it might not be the last one, David. The next category is the Straggler Award, um, a.k.a. the most overlooked, a.k.a. lay underrated gem mm-hmm. of the year for the best movie or show furthest from the top 10 okay the nominees are nine days tick tick boom barb and star go to vista del mar the mitchells versus the machines the lost daughter in the heights shiva baby and luca a little bit of a stack category there but Mm. a lot of underrated stragglers that were really really far down my list but you I know, still think are great. I actually think that, and it's funny because I didn't think about it until I was thinking the best movie that's the furthest from my top 10. I think that's Shiva Baby okay. for me. I like, 
I love that movie so much. And I just, I saw it in like January or February. And so I just like, haven't really been thinking about it actively, but whenever I like consciously think about that movie, I'm like, Oh, this movie is fucking incredible. What do you think, Drew? Go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Shiva baby. Shiva baby. Let's go. All right. Yeah. I love that movie. Shout out to Rachel. I, I recommend it. It's really, really good. Um, I think that it, it got nominated for like, a um some spirit awards yeah like a couple spirit awards yeah so not super underrated but underrated enough to be like damn like this isn't getting the huge recognition i don't know anybody who's talking about shiva baby so go check it out it's great next category big one the limitless award for the one that wasn't great but stole your heart Mm -hmm. the nominees are matrix four aka matrix resurrections Old, Last Night in Soho, F9, uh, colon, The Fast Saga. Sorry. Thank you. Jesus. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. (laughs) It's like Ernest Core. And Malignant. (sighs) It's it's old for me. I'm split between two movies. Neither of them are old. Old did not steal my heart. (laughs) Um, I'm split between F9 and the Fast Saga, partially because of the big Fast and Furious watch through that we did right before um, that kind of made yeah. that movie stick with me more than it probably had any right to. And the other one is weirdly Last Night in Soho. I know that I said that's a disappointment, but God, it's just something about Edgar Wright. He just he just has this like way with me. Ernie, hop up in here. <sighs> I like the F9 pick. I think that that movie really let's give steal it to, my heart. Let's give it to Vin. It might be the only one Vin and Kirk Vin, gets. honestly, let's give it to you. F9 movies. In, in honor of the, the, the swell That's, of Fast you know and Furious. That gets the Leap of Faith, fr- Leap of Faith franchise yeah. award. <laughs> and that, that movie just jumped off the cliff a long time ago. It felt great in the moment. Just mm. the idea of like... We, it, it was the We movies. caught it in that moment right before the Delta variant where it was like, oh my God, the movies were back. <laughs> And it felt amazing. So congratulations on your Wabami, uh, Vin and, and crew. Uh, family. Familia. Family. The next category is the Who Asked for This Award. Who Asked for This? I only have two nominees. Tom and Jerry and Malcolm and Marie. Nope, I have one. And I think this is my, it's Space Jam, A New Legacy. Literally, people have been saying for years, if you make a new Space Jam, it's going to be bad. And LeBron James is like, I have so much money and power. I'm just going to do this anyways. And it was the worst movie of the year and one of the most culturally depraved movies I've ever seen in my life. Ever. I will say, like, some people did ask for it. There were there were people online like, yo, they should bring back LeBron, dude. dude. There are a lot of stupid people out there. Well, okay. Well, then here. How about this one? There was a new Cinderella movie made by Kay Cameron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cannon this year. Uh, starring Camilla Cabello. That's a, this is a great number. You know what? This is, nobody, I think, actually. Nobody asked Literally, for that. no one asked for this. <laughs> I would, I, I'll go with that. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. Go to Kay Cannon. Please make just fucking something else. Kay, you have, you made Blockers. Blockers was a good movie. Please stop. Stop working with Camille Cabello. She's a garbage human being. All right, boys. Oh, we have na, a big, na, na. big award right now. Wait this a is... minute. I'm sorry. What? Jungle Cruise. Hey, man, you, there's Disney heads out there that are like, God, I walk. honestly, I think that Disney, there's always going to be people, 
people who asked for it. We just kind gave Cinderella. Project. No, but Cinderella. It's not, it's not Disney. Disney. Oh, that's no, the thing. Right, yeah, it's right. yeah, it's it was an Amazon Prime movie, <laughs> a Prime original feature. Okay, so what's what's the next one? It's a big one. All right, the next award is winner of the year. Wait, are we doing this now? Oh my god! Yeah, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a Steven Soderbergh produced <laughs> award show. God, what are we doing with this? Winner right. of the year. Who won the year, boys? Squid Game. Who won the year? Oh, that's a good... I didn't think of that. That's really good. All right, well, I'll throw that in. That's the first nominee. Squid Game. Um, Bo Burnham. Absolutely swallowed up so much of the conversation with Inside. Everybody was hot on it. Um, and he just owned it. He nailed it. Uh, but yeah, Squid Game. Throw that in as well. Netflix. Uh, I think it's like their most watch thing ever yeah um ridley scott absolute king octogenarian got it uh two movies in one year and both pretty pretty great i will say fairly great house of gucci and last duel denis villeneuve made dune guys he made dune he did it a movie that like not even david lynch could make happen they there's there's more movies about how dune couldn't get made than actual dune movies and here he comes he's like i will uh, give you the uh, sound worm is a big worm i, I yeah, thought about okay. it my uh, whole life mm-hmm. that's actually pretty good that's a pretty good denis i've can I even listening to a lot of interviews with denis andrew garfield for big lying comeback. to america yeah about being in Spider-Man successfully and then absolutely killing it in Spider-Man. Also, Tick, Tick, Boom. Man might Owned it. win a fucking Oscar this year. And Zendaya for Chani, for Marie, and uh, I guess now we're in 2022 with Euphoria. Well, Euphoria, the Rue episode, the best episode of Euphoria yeah. came out during 2021. Um, can I give a nominee? It's to And an the entity. Spider-Man promo tour, of course. And... Um, how about HBO Max? Ooh. Is HBO Max the winner of the year? They kind of just, I know, I've actually had conversations about people who are just like, dude, like HBO Max, I just got to watch Dune at my house. Right. Like I've had just conversations with people who are, are not movie people and They're, they like got interested in a subscription service. And the only other thing that's ever happened with me before is Netflix. That's and a that's good saying one. something because think back two years ago. Remember we talked about on this podcast, how much of a shit show their rollout was yeah. with HBO go and HBO now and HBO max. And nobody knew if and they had it, their and subscriber it was, numbers were super low. Remember they try to get people with, um, what was it called? Wonder woman. 1984. Yeah. It just, it was kind of, they were in like just an awful, awful place and their gamble kind of paid off. Um, I like that one. I might vote for that one. One more we have to obviously bring up is Timothy Chalamet. Timmy. French Dispatch, Dune, and Don't Look Up. Yeah. Yep. Those are three big time parts for him. Yep. Dune is a huge deal. I think that Timmy's been nominated in this uh, award before, and I'm pretty sure that he didn't win because we were like, he'll win it at some point. And the, here's the thing is that he's going to be a winner of the year for like the next decade. So <laughs> he's got time. I'm not worried about so it. So who are we going for? I'm split between HBO Max and Bo Burnham because I do think that what Bo did, not only creating like just what he did with Inside, but also the cultural impact that that yeah. did that like TikTok, what that did to boost all the music and the clips and snips from Inside is really notable. Um, yeah, my he, vote is HBO Max, though. 
I'm I'm looking at our nominees from last year. We did nominate HBO Max last year. Uh, really? It ended up. You know who we gave it to? This is so random. We gave it to The Queen's Gambit, a show I haven't really thought about at all. That show was a big fucking deal. It was. It was huge. huge. It's like giving it to Squid Game now. That's what it would be. Are we going to be thinking about Squid Game a lot next Here's year? Here's the thing: I still have never seen Squid Game, so oh. I'm going to go out and say no. Okay, that's fair. I'm I'm okay with giving it to HBO Max because I'm down. A Let's lot of those movies, like I did watch a lot of those movies, like King Richard. Also, I watched. I don't home. know if that's gonna. That's not gonna be a thing for at least the next couple of years. No, it's. It, they already said it's not. They yeah. already said it's. It's. It was only a twenty twenty one. Right. So. I mean, TBD. I think that they will see. Only time will tell if they can put kind of the the rabbit back in the hat, so to speak. We'll see. Uh, you know. We'll Congratulations, see goes, uh, HBO Max, on your Scoot Hog. Next award. The What the Fuck Award. Mm. <laughs> what the Fuck Award. The nominees are Malignant, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, The Suicide Squad, and Titan. Oh, Titan is a good one. Can I give it to just Jared Leto in House of Gucci? <laughs> I don't know. Just if that's, to his performance. I don't know if that's Not like to the movie what itself, the fuck but. as much. I was just like, what the fuck movie is this guy in? <laughs> well, actually, no, you might be right. <laughs> I think that that's I, I'm thinking the first time to, I saw him on screen. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, I thought it was a train wreck that I was watching. And then it just only time. I'm, tell I'm thinking back to when we were in that theater. And I, I definitely did say what the fuck a lot. Every time <laughs> yeah, he like spoke, every time that he went on the screen, he's like peeing on his on fucking Jeremy Irons to Tom, though. Titan is just kind of that entire movie is a what the fuck. Yeah. I don't know. What should we go? What should we do? Drew, you got who's anything getting, here? Who's Any thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't want it to tarnish our reputation if Malignant wins too many awards. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. It is a big what the fuck movie, though. Well, like I it earns its the keep. The end of it is a what the fuck movie. I think that uh, it's the what the it's just the what the fuck like scene of the year. Yes. What the fuck sequence of the year? What the fuck just like turn of the year? Yeah. I I will say Suicide Squad though. Like there's some imagery in that movie that is very upsetting. Yeah, um, the third act. Uh, <laughs> there is that extended, is, uh, very upsetting. E- extended sequences of uh, a a giant army of rats going into a giant starfish and eating the retinas of its giant eyeball, very explicitly. Also, another shot of like a piece of glass being stabbed into a beating heart, and the camera like takes you inside of it. I was like, are we? Is this necessary? You were like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, oh, dude, what the fuck? What? No, wait, can we get this? Can we name this in honor of uh, the guy in Red Rock who says, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry's boyfriend. Um, is it? Is it? Game? Yeah, I'm going like, to you. You be the tiebreaker here, Ernie. Where Where are you leaning? Are you leaning to Ton? I think to Ton. Yeah. Tatan, that movie says you say what the fuck within five minutes of yeah. that movie, and then you kind of are just along for the ride, or you're not. Yeah. The more and more time goes on, the fact that the movie won the Palme d'Or is going to become insane. Like it already is insane, and just like at like twenty years from now, people are going to be like, is "She like that movie? What? The I don't con- even want to spoil anything <laughs> that happens in that movie." But uh, uh, check it out. 
if yeah. you have the stomach for what it. was what was your letterbox review it was like something meets fast and furious um oh god <laughs> i can't even remember um what my um oh it was rosemary's baby meets fast and yeah, furious that's what it was perfect the next award the best a24 movie not made by a24 the nominees are pig malcolm and marie the power of the dog and coda i forgot about coda coda is a good one i haven't seen coda for me it would be pig out of the out yeah. of the three that i've seen yeah i'm definitely leaning pig yeah i'm 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 cool with pig all right coda, that's is, coda is a really good one um that's a good one. Power of the Dog seems kind of that's like a newer A24. Yeah. That's like, a, like Minari was yeah. kind of in that same vein. Well, yeah. congratulations, Nick Cage, on wow. your giant scoot hog. It's in the mail. Uh, I don't know if we have to mail it to the cabin in remote Oregon or if Alex Wolf will pick it up at a P.O. box. Yeah. In we Portland. did skip over uh, that scene, the scene of um, him in the restaurant earlier, but that is one of the scenes of the year. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. The next couple categories are a big, big string of awards. Okay. So these are big ones right here. Best actor. Best actor of 2021. The nominees are Nicolas Cage and Pig, our boy. We did a whole series. Yeah. Jeremy Strong in Succession. Little TV love here. Mm -hmm. Jason Sudeikis in Ted Lasso. Hamish Linklater in Midnight Mass. And Willem Dafoe in Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> oh, man. You, you put Hamish in there to, to really throw me in a loop. Um, I mean... Just got to throw out a couple nominees here. Simon Rex and Red Rocket. Ooh, yes, yeah, I was going to say course. it if you weren't going to say it. He, he's so good. Um, I do want to mention his name here because I don't want this movie to go completely ignored just in the nominees. He won't be my winner here, but Oscar Isaac in the card counter. Mm -hmm. Just brewing Oscar Isaac is just brooding Oscar Isaac is the best. Um, but my pick is Simon Rex and Red Rocket. That is... Just one of just an iconic performance. Is it unanimous? Yeah, I need I need him to win this award. I also want to shout out Benedict for Power of the Dog. Yeah. Yes. It's really really like that's an Oscar worthy performance. I'll be happy if he wins it. I, I honestly I think I mentioned this when we did our list, but I think it might be his best performance. It's the easily the best one I've, yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Simon Rex on your scoot hog. I I'm sorry. It's not as big as your own as depicted in the Unfortunately, film. Unfortunately, you know, ain't we, no matching that bad boy. Yeah. All right. Simon Rex. Wow. Red rocket, red rocket, a couple, couple awards. Look at that. Next category. Best actress. The nominees are Kristen Stewart in Spencer, Alana Haim in licorice pizza, Rebecca Ferguson in Dune, Kate Winslet in mayor of Easttown. Annie Murphy in Kevin can flirt himself. <laughs> Honestly, a great performance. She flips back and forth between these two completely different shows seamlessly. And Jodie Comer in The Last Duel. 
the problem is that the winner you guys haven't seen. It's Renato Renzi, even the worst person in the world. That's like I. That's my favorite performance, male or female, in any movie this year, and one of the best in the last few years. Well, how do we decide then? I I don't know. I'm just I'm putting I'm putting my <laughs> flag down and saying that my flag plan is that it's Renato Renzi. I know you guys haven't seen this movie, so it's not fair for you to award something that you have not seen. But Wouldn't I just want to be on time. the right side of history. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you What do you say to that? I mean, I really like Alana Heim. Me I too. think that's that's a really good one to land on. That's a good middle ground, I think. Can yes. we give it to Alana? I'm down with that. I'm cool. I'm, I'm more than happy to give it to yeah. Alana. I, I also want to shout out Mackenzie Davis in Station Eleven, and the yes, even more than her, the little girl who mm-hmm. plays the same character as her younger. God, that whole cast, man. Yeah. Oh, Matilda Lawler. This little girl. I'm not joking when I say she's like toe to toe with any performance I've seen this year. Um, also, Danielle Deadweiler as Miranda, just absolutely <laughs> yeah, fucking on quiet fire. like tragic performance. Oh my god, God, I love that show. All right, congratulations, Alana Heim, on your Wabami for your work in Licorice Pizza. Um, we'd love to see it. Next category is best music. Okay, so um, we're gonna have best needle drops in a second. But this is best original music, okay? I, there's only one nominee. The nominees are Dune, Hans Zimmer, our boy, creating the soundscape of Arrakis and Caladan. Making up instruments. Yeah. Creating inside. instruments. Bo Burnham, oh, inside, for the entire thing on his own. The entire musical experience of inside. Squid Game. That little, that little uh, eerie little song was a big deal on TikTok for what it's worth. Um, and The Power of a Dog, our boy. Really good. Um, Great score. Johnny Greenwood. I have one more. The White Lotus. Yes. yes. Killer. That's a yeah, great we, one. we talked about it on their best TV episode. That, that score is incredible. I get that song stuck in my head still. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. It's that is so good. I think it it's got to be inside, man. Like that whole the yeah, whole movie yeah. is music. Like it's if we're gonna give that movie any kind of if we're gonna give that any kind of award at all today, it's got to go to the music. Yeah, because the songs it's are, so became integral. popular like devoid of context. Yeah, exactly. They're so like undeniably good. Like Gaia likes like wife of the podcast Gaia likes several of the songs without ever actually seeing yeah. all of Inside, and that's that's the thing. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, she mostly just likes it just for its like themes about like positivity and capitalism and late yeah. stage capitalism and yeah, yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree. Best music and, and even and I don't remember if, if we mentioned this during the the best movies episode, but even the all of the non music stuff still fits alongside the music. Like all of the send ups of the uh, like when he makes fun of the the Twitch streamer. And <laughs> yeah. the react guy. No, the react guy who's then reacting to the yeah. reaction. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. oh and man. It, the, so the, the corporate brand consultant guy. <laughs> There's so many little bits just it's, perfectly strewn throughout that like you don't feel like you're bouncing between a musical and, and a sketch. You know, it's like all yeah. like seamlessly put together. Congratulations, Bo Burnham, on your scoot hog. Um, we, uh, we love you. Next category is best needle drops. Huge year. This was not a category in years past. Brand new category this mm-hmm. year. 
Uh, but this was a huge year for needle drops. The, the, the Anthony Fantano Award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nominees are Let Me Roll It in Licorice Pizza, Lighthouse in Titan. Oh, that's such a good one. Oh, All man. I Need is a Miracle in Spencer, and Bye 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 in Red Rocket. I think Bye 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 is used too many times in because uh, needle drop implies there's one moment where that needle drops yeah. and bye 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 is a recurring theme that's like the anthem of right. red rocket it's uh let me roll it in Oof, licorice that's i mine. think Oof. i think that's like one of those so iconic good. it's like hearing credence clearwater revival and seeing vietnam like i have these images burned in my brain when i hear let me roll it now because of licorice pizza that moment it's, it's when iconic. they're when they're Truly walking iconic. in slow motion away from the golf course or the restaurant or uh, wherever they're at. And they just like hold hands as the song is like really kicking in. It's also, like, it, yeah, it, it's it lets, shout out wings. Let's the song play yeah. out. It's oh man. Yeah. The waterbed laying on the waterbed. Oh my God. God. I mean, talk about iconic fucking movie moments. Oh man. Cinema. I, I do. Cinema. I do really, really want to shout out. All I need is a miracle from the end of Spencer. It, it It's just a needle drop right at the end of the movie as like we're kind of heading into, you know, cut to credits kind of kind of feels. And it is just a perfect, perfect needle drop to give you this moment of Princess Diana being just a young woman. And that's it. Just a young woman with her two young kids in the car blaring this song just driving with the top down like holy shit it is just a magical magical moment it's so good do you think that they were upset that mark Wahlberg got to the name spencer confidential (laughs) yeah Yeah, it really killed her oscar chances all right next category is a big one boys but it's not the biggest wabami that will be given out tonight but some other award shows this is their big one it's best picture Ah, who even gives a fuck? I don't I well here's the thing is that we put this we should put this second to last because it's the second most important thing just like the Oscars would. The Oscars do, uh, suck. The, the nom- Oscars do everything wrong. The nominees are Dune, The Green Knight, Judas and the Black Messiah, House of Gucci. <laughs> Let's go. House of Gucci has. They're trying to get more viewers. So Man. Bring it, in the just ones out that just here. everyone loves. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Inside, the French Dispatch, and Pig. So Licorice Pizza did not get nominated for Best Picture on here? This is the Wabamis. For our... <laughs> the thing is that I'm pretty sure that two of the three of us had <laughs> Licorice Pizza as our number it one movie of the year. my number one movie of the year. I would feel... I, would I may have I may have written these uh, nominees before I saw uh, mm. both that and Red Rocket. I would have I to did not update the Google Doc. <laughs> I'd have to hand this one to Licorice Pizza. That's it's the best picture that I saw. Yeah, I mean that's that's it, my it, best picture. Yeah. it's my number one movie of the year. Is congratulations, feel, Licorice Pizza. Yeah, yeah congratulations, PTA. Best picture. Next category: best screenplay. Um, I guess we can throw PTA in this one as well. Yeah, we can. Might as well. Um, the other nominees are Pig, Shiva Baby, The Green Knight, and Malignant. Man, dude, Malignant's getting so much more love than I was expecting it. But um, 
That's Couple of the nominees, uh, Power of the Dog. Yeah. Screenplay is pretty immaculate in Power of the Dog. Um, I would nominate Station Eleven. Ooh. Because yeah, adapted for sure. The Yeah. Yeah, if we're doing the cats together. Yeah. Well, I would actually, I, I mean, going to TV, I'd say White Lotus too, because the degree of difficulty to have interweaving plot lines and have them actually work together so the, is insane. That's why I think you would give it to Station Eleven. Dude, you don't even need. No, it is wild how they do it. They're jumping between these different timelines that are like 20 years apart from Four, each other. Five, five of the episodes... And in the season are the best movies I saw last year because they they float they float pretty freely of of plot. It's crazy how well they did it. It's like they they took so many of the best parts of the leftovers. Yes. And put them all together and make it all click in the end. So you feel like when you were heading down these paths that didn't have anything to do with anything, it all just I I think completely ties back. I, I think I would honestly give it to Station Eleven. All right. It, I, I got to go with you on that. Overruled. You'll, 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 you'll. Dude, give it like 27, 28 years and then I'll finally watch Station Eleven. Congratulations to the writer's room of Station Eleven on your Wabami. The next category is best theatrical experience. So we had, we had a few of these. This was the back to the movies year after like a 2020 that was very sporadic with just a couple things here and there. Uh, and this felt like, you know, it was a time to kind of lean into the, the magic of the theatrical experience. I mean, in that, you know, because theatrical is like a group yeah. award. Yeah. It's, it's an award for like the group vibe. There's a clear winner here, right? The nominees are nobody. That was, yeah, great. Back to the, we were like, we're back. We're back in cinemas. It was very energetic. Yeah. Shout out to Harry who went with us. Dune. Uh, the Green Knight. House of Gucci, man, F9, the fast saga, old, no time to die and quiet place part two. But the theater moment of the year was in Spider-Man. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So we aren't doing. I mean, you can interpret the award however you may, but I'm no, that's fair. I mean, that movie is still like making stupid amounts of money. So you're probably right. Here's the thing. I had my back to the movie moment with Dune. Yeah. Dune was that movie for me where I, I mean, F nine and green Knight were both like great experiences. We saw those movies together in the theaters and that was great. But Dune had like the sandworm moment in Dune was the first time I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm not watching this movie. Right. My fucking TV. It would be an entirely like, different. Thank experience. God. I'm just like out in a big cinema seeing this on a giant fucking screen. Let's so big worm. Let's do it. Shia Ludd praise. I mean, I, but you, you're I, right. I haven't even seen Spider-Man. I'm just saying like the only movie that had clips going viral of theaters having a moment. It was Spider-Man. Was Spider-Man. I don't know, man. Right. I was having a moment at that worm. It's though. kind of an it's kind of a eyes of the beholder on how you want to interpret this award because I think as far as like visually a cinema experience it was Dune, but you are right, the whole communal experience it it's got to be Spider-Man. I mean, it sounds like it's going to Dune though. I'm down to give it to I'll Dune. I'll give it to Dune. I seen Dune. Spider-Man got one. Congratulations to Dune. Denis and crew, Timmy, you deserve this. Mm. 
Shout out to Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Back to the movies. Good for you, Jason. Next category is best television episode. What is the best single episode of television of 2021? The um, nominees are How To With John Wilson, season two, episode five, which is the, oh, the Avatar yeah. uh, fan club uh, society episode, which is also the... <laughs> it's also... The episode in which he uh, reveals his background with the acapella group that <laughs> is tied to the these sex are, cult. These are two different episodes, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah. The, are, is that Bang? The acapella one is the yeah, Bang one. Yeah, it's the Bang one. Okay, so I'm thinking of that one. Which is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's not ep five. I think that's ep three. Yeah. And I that yeah, that's my favorite of the season. Okay. The I was confusing them for a second. Uh, I think you should leave season two, episode two. Yes. Yep. That's which has never seen uh, sloppy steaks. Uh, it ends with sloppy steaks. Ends with sloppy steaks. We have Dan flashes. Yeah. We start Bob with getting tied uh, to the Charlie Brown float. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah. It's Bob Odenkirk in the diner. Yeah. Oh fuck! That's, <laughs> it's gonna be tough to beat that one. Succession season three episode nine, the finale. Mm -hmm. Uh, just an absolutely stunning hour of television. Just gripping, thrilling, hilarious, everything. Just the show at its peak. Just wowing us. Uh, Midnight Mass, episode seven. Oh, the penultimate? Um, yeah. Is it the penultimate? The one where they're locked in the uh, church. Yeah, yeah. That's and the, all hell yeah. breaks loose. No, that's... Yeah, the most claustrophobic I've like ever felt. When you see anything. the uh, quote unquote angel appear behind in full <laughs> in full uh, <laughs> church <laughs> garb. Shit rocks. That was cool. Shit rocks. Uh, Invincible episode eight, where he gets his shit absolutely rocked by his own father <laughs> and just uh, genocide yeah. all over the city. <laughs> And Squid Game, episode six, the marbles, the marble game, just absolutely heartbreaking. The peak of that show right before it kind of dips a little bit. Um, I, I have to go. I think you should leave. Yeah, that's I mean, I just tell people whenever I'm recommending, I think you should leave to people. I say put on season two, episode two, because I think that it's just it's the greatest like stretch of sketch comedy that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's, it's just episode. a perfect episode. I also need to make sure we've already talked about this show enough, but I got to shout out Station Eleven, um, which know. has multiple. That would be like the the winner in any other year for me because it has. Yeah, like it has a lot of episodes that yeah. are the best episodes. I will say the one that I would probably nominate for this is episode five, which is when we get the whole um, airport terminal society. That shit is unbelievable because that that's when i realized this show was special that's the one where it, and i know episode three is amazing which is the miranda yeah stuck in three, yeah um, that's the other the hotel standout for me which is amazing but the airport terminal <laughs> is like oh my god this is like this is an all-time show right now like this is really it, this is rocking it's, it. it's unreal what they accomplish in that yeah in that one episode it's it's so fucking special congratulations to tim robinson and crew on mm -hmm. your Wabami for I think you should leave. Zach Kanan, John Solomon. Um, next category. Biggest surprise. What is the biggest surprise of the year? The nominees are 
for all mankind. Bo Burnham inside. House of Gucci. <laughs> Nobody. Loki. Loki, big surprise. Didn't know it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. And Station Eleven. Um, I have another nominee I want to say, and it's because we have done some shit talking in the last couple years saying that this man's washed, saying this man doesn't have an eye for cinema. And for me, it's kind of West Side Story. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't think Steven could do it. I, I didn't think Doubted that he him. had it. Um, I openly was not very excited for this movie because I think that the original West Side Story like isn't that great. I think it's pretty overrated in the grand scheme of musicals. And um, aside from the masterpiece that is Ready Player One a few years ago, <laughs> um, Steven's been on a bit of a cold streak for the last like 10, 20 years, really. It hasn't been great for him if oh, you like, really look head? into. No, uh, the post lives in no one's head. Um, lives in my head. What? The last great movie, we're going back to like Lincoln, War Horse era. So like we're getting Lincoln, close on 10 yeah. years now. Um West Side Story was a massive surprise for me. Bo Burnham, I wasn't surprised by him. Bo Burnham's a genius. I'm not surprised by that. I, um, I was surprised that it was happening. House of Gucci, I wasn't surprised for because that movie, I was like, this movie's going to be my shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for House of Gucci. Right. And I got exactly the trailer, what I wanted. Yeah. If I we're know. doing surprise in terms of better than I thought, it's honestly Dune. Because I, I didn't, even, even loving our mans, all of our, all of our homies in the movie mm -hmm. involved with it. I didn't think that he'd be able to pull it off. Right. And he did. And that's, that's a big surprise. I don't think it should win though. Station 11 obviously is just like in terms of, that's a, like an I, unawareness. And kinda, yeah. Kind of just yeah. came out of, but nowhere. then once you find out who's making it, you're like, yeah, it makes sense that this is good. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Somerville is uh, great. You know? Yeah. So what, what are think? we, what are we feeling? I I'm voting for Steven. I like that. I was surprised by it. I like that. I, I, I am a little taken aback that you were doubting him. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't doubting uh, Jared Leto's Paolo Gucci. There's nothing to doubt there. What would you give it to? I think I think I kind of want to give it to Station Eleven because it was just not on my radar at all. And then it was my favorite show of the year. Like, that's a that's a huge surprise. I know, but I just feel bad for Hunter. We're just leaving him out of these. I don't care. You guys can have your thing, have your silly little television it's just, show. The thing is, like, also, it's fine. It, it, I like that this is one of them because I watched like one thing last year and it was that. So and I, it was I, and it was like the best thing. I know, and it was a I ten, just so I do get well, to talk about it. Today. I'm more thinking it's more surprising to not know about something and then learn about something than to think something is. It's less, excuse me, it's less surprising to not know about something and then to learn about it and be like, oh, this is good, than to know about something, think it's going to be bad, and then see it and be like, oh, that was actually pretty great. Right. No, there's just, like, there the, the level there is more drastic, and that's right. why I give it to West Side Story, because I thought West Side Story had the potential to be pretty bad, to be honest. Right. I don't know, man. I... I don't really doubt Spielberg too much. He he doesn't really fail you me. You were a big... You do have this post... Uh, like poster it's just off camera yeah you uh, it's the just one time, off camera the one so time you can't, can't see it. do that kind of joke <laughs> and you do it's it. like just you could have just of, pointed yeah. that way <laughs> you have a bfg poster over here and anyway. can we give it to station 11 are we good with that <laughs> i don't care just do your thing whatever it's fine. there's an i think there's evidence that a spielberg movie would be good to most people yeah i mean i i just read it more as like how 
what was my level of surprise? I was so surprised that like a show that I didn't know anything about wound up. I, I get what you're saying, thing. Hunter, but it would be more like like really the surprise of the year would be, for example, if like Free Guy was really good. Yeah, we'd all be like, "What the fuck?" Which apparently uh, it, it is. is. Apparently, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I will say, in that case, also Loki was a massive surprise. Yeah, because saw one division, and I was like. You know, it started something and then it just became a Marvel property and like lost me. Falcon yeah. the Warrior Soldier, I was like hard tap out. I watched one episode and I was like, I'm good, I'm not consuming this content. And Loki kept me thoroughly engaged yeah. throughout. And I thought that it was going to and in a way, it still is part of the Marvel machine, but it operates at like the highest possible level, and that's why I respect it so much. Yeah, I, I so in that love way Loki. I do I do want to acknowledge Loki for that. Next year we'll have two separate categories for these two different like schools of thought with yeah. this award. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's room to grow. There's mm -hmm. room to grow for sure. Okay. All right. Speaking of room to grow, the next category is the Bimbo Award for the movie that looks great but is pretty dumb. I'm ready to rename this award in <laughs> honor of one of the nominees this year. There are a couple. I think that can I am in favor of renaming this award the m night Shyamalan bimbo award yeah. for the movie that looks pretty but is pretty dumb that's okay. the one that i would obviously give it to so the first nominee is old um then we have no time to die directed by carrie fukunaga the james bond film last night in soho edgar wright and reminiscence the hugh jackman vehicle does that movie look good yeah it does cool um i'm gonna <laughs> give it to m night Shyamalan for old I, you gotta, I think to. I think this I think it needs to be called the M Night Shyamalan Memorial <laughs> Bimbo. Award. That movie has some of the best cinematography yeah. of it's the year. It's so beautiful, and dear God, is it the dumbest thing that I've ever seen? <laughs> some of the sequences. I know. I, I mean, I yeah, I didn't think you would get it, so it's like it makes sense, Hunter. So don't worry. So congratulations yeah. to M Night Shyamalan. It's like just so like freaking like he just has so many ideas. It's trippy. When and what other award it's, shows well, name the award after the person after, that wins? That's it. gonna win it. Well, here's the thing. Congrats I think that, to Midsize Sedan. Have, <laughs> your your Ubami will be coming in the mail. I think that last year we named this award the Christopher Nolan Honorary Bimbo Award. Yeah. So every year we'll just change the who we are honoring with this award. Yeah. No, it's there's to a tenet, lot of yeah. filmmakers out there that just make really pretty movies that have no substance to them. Who'd have thunk that filmmakers are weird guys so they shouldn't write their own movies. Yes, yeah, you know. It's almost like writing and directing are two different crafts. The next category is the Cool Experiment Award <laughs> for uh just who had a cool experiment. The nominees are <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to elaborate that anymore? Just Kevin can flirt himself uh, um, for attempting a hybrid sitcom crime drama TV show. Cool experiment. Mm -hmm. The Snyder Cut <laughs> no. for revisiting a shit movie and trying to rehabilitate it. Cool experiment. By adding more of the thing that made it bad <laughs> in the first place. Old for going to beach and getting old. That is a pretty cool experiment. <laughs> old wins the old award for going to beach and getting old. And malignant for <laughs> Gabriel, <laughs> who is a cool <laughs> experiment. The experiment is Gabriel. So this year, I think the Gabriel Award is going to go to Gabriel. Call me crazy. We're going to have to give it to Gabriel. <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah. Um, Another one I would consider is um, the Wachowskis. Well, I guess Lana. Oh, Lana. Yeah, for Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, because Resurrections, I didn't necessarily uh, like it or love the watching experience, but it is like a cool idea that that she had. What do you think, Hunter? (sighs) Malignant. Um, you know what? I actually like the Matrix pick. That's a pretty good one, just because oh. it's something that it's, you know, Curveball. it's something that kind of shouldn't exist, and it does. I'm so glad it exists. I understand how flawed that movie is, but like, I love the shit out of it. It has the best like first 45 minutes of any movie this year. It just like. It's so Sounds like a lot of Wachowski projects, <laughs> to be honest. You're saying there's a good premise and then like it gets a little bit too convoluted <laughs> and heavy handed. That's crazy. What? Congratulations, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss on your Scoot Hog Matrix 4 and Cool Experiment Award. Next category. We're, we're rounding the end here. These last couple I ones. You. The Craftsmanship Award. The nominees are The Green Knight, Dune, and The French Dispatch. Oh. Oh, I think I gotta give it to the French Dispatch. Oh. Craftsmanship, because craftsmanship is different from the big, the big boy, the big guy that we're gonna get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just going down the line of direction, cinematography, production design, everything, French Dispatch is just like it's a fucking dollhouse, man. Yeah. It's less a movie, okay. and it's more of Let's just a it. whole project. The FD. Congratulations, Wes Anderson, on your TFD. giant scoot hog. Please display it prominently in one of your films. Please. It can just mm-hmm. be on screen for half a second. I don't what, care. So what would we do if Scoot McNary was in a Wes Anderson film? Just as a quirky little guy. Mm. He he would be a good like cop, like some kind of like authority he would, a figure. He would but fit in great in I Wes I think that Anderson. he would do really yeah. well in a Wes Anderson he, movie. He's good at nailing tones. Yeah. One thing we know about Scoot and his hog. Yeah. I, I'd love to see that. Come yeah. on, Wes. Put him put him, put him so in. So Wes, uh, luckily your hog will have a golden tone. <laughs> <laughs> the next category is the Cultural Relevance Award. What had the most cultural relevance? Kind of held the conversation at the biggest scale. It's either Spider-Man or Squid Game. The nominees are Inside. Bo Burnham's Inside. Old. Everybody was screaming about them getting the, old. The old memes were pretty good. F9, the Fast Saga. <laughs> family. Are we talking about our own group or like family. society as a whole? Hey, made a lot of money. Succession. Succession. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home. Dune. And Squid Game. Dune, I will say, held a lot more than I thought it would, but it doesn't take the cake here. It's, I think it's, it's Spider-Man. It's got to be just Spider-Man just... it. The amount of money that Spider-Man made <laughs> yeah, is stupid in non-pandemic times. Yeah. It's, the fact that like everyone saw it, people who don't have nostalgia for old Spider-Man saw it. Like I, I want that's something that we, can't we be do need to acknowledge that Squid Game for for Yeah, it held the culture for an underdog out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, Korean, project. Yeah. Uh it it did fucking numbers. And people did it did have a good month. But Spider-Man, the the peak. I don't know, man. Spider-Man still is owning the box office. In my circles, people are talking about spice all day. (laughs) That's all they can talk about is how they can get more spice. Where's the spice? 
How good is your spice? Is I your think, child texting about Dune spice? I think that understated Bo did have a great impact there because again, like I mentioned, kind of the TikTok of it all, and yeah. because that came out in May, yeah. right? So it had like he it had more legs. Spider Man just like was just knocked it out of the park in the last. Also, like, Spider Man is Spider Man. It's like yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's already that's kind of just gonna own. It's everything. kind of built in. Yeah. It's a built in cultural relevance. How are we feeling? No love for family? For Vin? One more that I don't necessarily like or agree with, but Olivia Rodrigo. Ooh, figure. interesting. You know, that's a really good one. I even think about like musicians, but Lil Nas X? Yeah, not for sure. Yeah. Not this year so much. I guess it's more so been like a three year run of Lil Nas right. X owning. Um, Oh no, Ernie, where are you leaning on this? Where are you leaning? I really think Squid Game could take this just because it did kind of like have a lot of conversation around it. How about we give it to the upset, huh? How about we give it to Squid Game? Let's give it to Squid Game. Sure. Let's give Squid Game an award. I will say I did ask. Um, I asked a couple of people like whenever I was trying to binge through TV shows, like it's like, oh, should I like try and watch Squid Game before we get to the top 10? They were just like, well, the moment's already passed. <laughs> and that is a thing. But it was a hot moment. It was a hot moment. It deserves but, the award know, for like the, the volume of conversation yeah, yeah. around this it. This is what Queen's also, Gambit should have won last year. Squid, really. squid Game, or as uh, every dummy you know calls it, Squid Games. But <laughs> Squid Games. <laughs> also, the fact that the cultural relevance wasn't just people talking about it. It was the iconography of it. The masks, the jumpsuits, yeah, the little cookie things with the umbrella on them. Yeah. Let, let's the whole it. aesthetic let's of give it, it to the games. Congrats to Squid Games. All right. Big award. Big award. The Denzel Washington Award for performance oozing with movie star quality. Mm-hmm. The nominees are <sighs> Denzel Washington in the tragedy of Macbeth. Now, that's a that's an underdog <laughs> outsider pick right there. Dev Patel and the Green Knight. Jason Momoa. In Dune, Lady Gaga, in House of Gucci, ooh, and Gabriel, <laughs> in Malignant. I hope so. For all these, are you gonna like show up like pictures of what they yeah, look can, like of all yeah, the numbers? You just have like a little picture of Gabriel. Unfortunately, up Gabriel, <laughs> reti- the charisma is too strong. He, he retired from acting after this. Yeah. Um, he's a one and done. I think, guy. I think my winner wasn't mentioned. I think my winner is Daniel Kaluuya and Judas and the black. <sighs> Messiah. Oh, he did. You know, did he did win this? Do we give this la- to him last we, year? Yeah. Cause we had seen that movie already. That's fucked. So we what can't so give it to won, him. So yeah. He won this award last so year. So we already gave Lakeith an award for this movie that we discussed last year. Um, it's fine. Don't even worry I mean, about. Momoa is pretty great. Um, it's just it's interesting that he's not the the star of the right. movie. I will say it is star. oozing them. He is, he is oozing. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you're, it's you're kind here of, for your Gaga, Gaga. Any Gaga love over here? Huh? No, I'm I'm here for Jared Leto. It's just charismatic. If I was gonna say one thing about that man's face, it's, it's charismatic. <laughs> ah, my name is Apollo the Gucci. Um, no, I think that it's for me, I'm leaning Dev Patel in the green Knight, Okay. because I think that he's got that 
charisma. Um, different kind of charisma, but as far as the Denzel stoicism style charisma, gotta once again give a shout out to Oscar Isaac in the card counter. Oh, wow. That man is, he knows how to be fucking stoic and brooding. That fucking man does. Um, I love Dev Patel, though. Just think back to the, like the first 15 minutes of Dev Patel in Green Knight where he's like chasing around a little a little hussy in medieval yeah. times. And you're just yeah. like, ah, oh, Dev Patel chasing me around. He just looks fucking cool in that oh. movie. He just looks like a movie star. I mean, How you're are not, not going to get any pushback from me. Dev Patel? Yeah, let's give it to Dev. Oh, shit. Congratulations to Dev Patel. On were you hoping Bammy. Jason Momoa? Is that who are you were leaning? I was kind of pulling for Gabriel. Not gonna lie, <laughs> Gabriel will have his his time. He already game. has multiple wins yeah. tonight. He'll be fine. Um. All right. The next category is the Good for You Bud Award for the most good for you bud. <laughs> the nominees are. <laughs> what is this award for? Edgar Wright. For last night in Soho. What is this award for? Good, good for you, bud. Good for you, bud. Did you good come up you. with this or did I? I like, came up with this. So what is it for then? Just it's when you, you watch bud. something and you're like, eh, good, good, for, good you. for you. Okay. Good for you. You know, I, that, that's like the only reaction that it instills in you. You're like, oh, all right. Good for you. Yeah, I'm happy you, for you. Yeah, happy for you. Okay. Right, for last night in Soho. Uh, James Gunn for the Suicide Squad. Good for you. Good for you, bud. Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder for the Snyder Cut. Ooh, good for you, bud. A good one. Um, can I give it to Edgar Wright, but also for, and this isn't even purely an insult in the quality of film, but to uh, Edgar Wright for the Sparks Brothers documentary. Oh, okay. It's it could be a co. It could be just, a co. It's just kind both. of something where it's just like, ah, oh, good for you. You know what? You really like this band. You've made a whole fucking documentary about this band that nobody knows. Like, good for you. I like that. Happy for you. I would give one to Sam Levinson for Malcolm and Marie. But was that good for you? Or are you like, go to therapy, idiot? <laughs> it was good for you because that was the only that was the only popular or positive reaction I had. It's like, hey, he got to make something just for himself. Right. Cool. Great job. No, bud. that's fair. That's fair. Um, Snyder Cut. I am going to give it anybody? to the Snyder Cut, actually. I think that the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I, I think mean, it's it a is a big good for you, bud. I, I think, you know what? I think uh, style hating aside, Zack Snyder could use a good for you, yeah. bud, right now. Yeah. All right, um, and we should give it to congratulations. Him. Yeah, to nothing. Zach I just really want to like promote the whole idea of like bullying filmmakers and studios into doing what fans want. I think that's like really healthy, and there's no downside to that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, and I, for, I will say that it is a massive improvement over the original. Like it every. Hey, level. you know, what, Ernie, good for you, bud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Goes to you. Good for you. Congratulations to Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, the next award is the Handyman Award for the movie that could improve the most by fixing one thing. The nominees are uh, Rami Malik in No Time to Die. Just fix all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Your notes are all of it. Yeah. Um, the ending to A Quiet Place Part 2. If you just kind of flesh that kind out a little yeah. bit more and give it a little bit more finality without just teeing it off to the next one, That's I think a good it, one. it could improve that a lot. That is a good one. That is a good one. And all of John Cena's character in F9, the Fast Saga. What's the problem there? I haven't seen it. He is not doing what John Cena is good at, <laughs> which is John Cena is good at like kind of being this more 
um, energetic, expressive person. And he's trying to do like the Vin Diesel like stoic thing, and yeah, it and does he's not, not work good at, at that. all. And he's trying to play bad, and it's like John Cena. You do not have the acting chops to play bad, buddy. Yeah. I'm sorry, you are not Jason. Statham. And that movie is so fun, and it could be more and fun. He is not fun for if most John Cena of that was movie. doing what he's so good um, at. Can I say last night in Soho? Just like one pass over that script. Okay. Just like one. Can that's, we get like that's too one, much of a thing, though. Do you have a that's specific a big thing? change? Oh, God, because I was thinking that too for other movies, but you like old, for example. Yeah, if you just got a writer, like you just got another writer. That's like saying like the the quick fix of a house if we're a handyman is the change, foundation. Yeah, the entire foundation. Like it's not, um. Hmm. Um, Where are you folks? I, I, my vote is going to go for something that wasn't listed. Actually, it's going to go for making the movie more about Fred Hampton. That was what it went to last year. God fucking damn it. I hate these stupid movies. I'm glad that we're moving back on track. Blame it on 2020 that we had to do an award show where that was actually the winner for last year's handyman award. Every time I think I have a thought. It turns out it wasn't a thought. <laughs> you did have it, though. It was just last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, Great. Can I give it to Tragedy of Macbeth? Just take out all the Shakespeare. <laughs> just too much Shakespeare in there. So Let's funny. tone it down a little bit. That's so funny. <laughs> I think... I don't know. What do you What do you want to go with? Ernie? I think Quiet Place is a good one. Um, But I don't, know, I don't know how much better the movie gets, though. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's the thing. If If we're talking about, like the the amount the range that it is actually going to change if we fix this thing i think the the one that has the most movement here is f9 yeah it's john cena because if john cena just comes in and he's just fun that's why i'm hopeful for f10 because now that he's part of the family family. you're like cool now we can just like have fun right with this character and we don't have to have john cena try to be an actor because and again in in peacemaker John Cena is bouncing off the walls with big, goofy energy. And he is so fucking good at that. The fact that he didn't do that at all in this movie just really tanks it. So mm. I think we got to give it the Handyman Award. So congratulations on your Wabami to F9 and John Cena. Just a couple more here. I think we're down to three. The last three here. The I Hope It Doesn't Tank Award. For the TV show that shows the most promise in its first season. Okay. These are all shows that only had one season and are going to have a second one. And we hope it doesn't tank. The nominees are The White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Loki. Reservation Dogs. And Hacks. Reservoir Dogs. Reservation. It Reservation is. In, it is. In my f- bad. I did. <laughs> I just looked at my list. I wrote down Reservoir Dogs, my best TV list. And that is a whole joke in the uh, movie. But I, we've Whoa, been podcasting yeah. for way too long doing these double ups. Um, mine is Reservation Dogs uh, because I think that movie or that show has the potential to be like the best thing on TV. And I am just kind of not like worried about it. like I, I have all the hopes in the world, but I just hope that it kind of stays on that level. White Lotus, I'm kind of anticipating a little bit of regression, to be honest. So you're saying you hope it doesn't tank, right? I hope it doesn't tank, but like I, I'm anticipating it. Where Reservation Dogs, I would be very, I would be more disappointed. If that I, tanks. I think that's a great argument for Reservation Dogs. Yeah. I like it. 
Oh, so we're unanimous here. Yeah, because I also dogs. That, your, your logic also makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I saw nothing but potential in, Lotus, in the amount that I did see. I could see dogs. a little bit of Big Little Lies ish to it, where it's just yeah. like you know you try you throw in more celebrities. It's still really fun, but like it doesn't quite have the same like bang as the first season. You guys didn't see Hacks, but no, I know that's I know. that's that's kind of my my low key pick. Uh, I'll. Loki? We'll give it Loki's your pick. Oh, <laughs> Loki. I think that the Marvel machine will ensure a certain level of quality control and they know sure what they had on their hands. I think I think reservation dogs. is. Yeah, we'll pick. give it to reservation dogs. I, I yeah, I I put squid game on here. I have a feeling that squid game season two is not going to be very good. I just I <laughs> wanted to give it the shout. Out. I, I kind of think it is going to tank a little bit just. Just based on like how hot fire that first season was, there's no way they're going to be able to keep that that flame going. Um, so congratulations to the crew from uh, Reservation Dogs on your Wabami. The penultimate award of the night is the Jaleel White Award for the scene-stealing side character in a comedy. The nominees are... Oh, I only wrote down two nominees for this. Jared Leto in Heist of Gucci and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man No Way Home. Scene stealing. So I, you guys know where my vote is. (laughs) I, I think it might be the greatest comedic performance of the 21st century. And we just don't quite realize it. I'm, I'm like scared to watch this movie. I think that, I think that it might be the greatest depiction of an Italian American since the Sopranos. That's offensive. That's so. That's so. That's, fucked. Dude, that's literally. Shout out to Adam, friend of the pod. That, that he said this on his on his pod. He was like, "I didn't know that you could be racist against Italians <laughs> until I saw House of Gucci." I think that it's truly. I think that it's like touching. It's bordering on genius. And the thing is, Andrew Garfield's great in uh, Spider Man, but Andrew Garfield's also just like charming as fuck. Like Andrew yeah. Garfield's just kind of great in everything. Jared Leto. I've openly on this podcast and off of this podcast said that like, I hate Jared Leto, like as a person, this stupid little cults that he has. And I think Dallas buyers club, you want to talk about offensive and a movie that's aged poorly. Is, Dear is 30 God. seconds to Mars a cult. Um, yes. Come break me down. Bury me, bury me. Think about um, it. That's what they did to Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, but I, that performance in pa- as Paolo Gucci, completely won me over in a way that i did yeah. not think was possible talk, talk about scene just, stealing yeah it also movie stealing the, the reason it couldn't go to the other is because this is about a a performance that makes the th- movie into a different thing you know what i mean that's what jaleel white because jaleel white yeah. made family matters into a show about like it became like sci-fi eventually <laughs> because it went so far into jaleel white yeah. it was a very normal show yeah. Did, did I give out do the that? Couple of other nominees. You could go through like the entire cast of Licorice Pizza, but really want to give a shout out to Harriet Sansom Harris. The, she rocks. The she just one fucking scene. Oh, the of casting her and the casting scene. That's so good. If we're doing if if we're, bulldog. If we're doing just hijacking the movie, I don't want to be the one to nominate Gabriel. But <laughs> I, you gotta think what. Uh, <laughs> What is the That's, name yeah. of the guy who plays the other chef in Portland in Pig? It's not in a comedy, he's great. but 
just that man's facial acting is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I sh- I shouted his name out I think when we were doing movies. And yeah, he he rules. He's great. Um one more that I would nominate but wouldn't actually choose. David Nell. Patty Harrison and I think you should leave season 2. Ooh. Um the only th- problem oh, is that man. she blends really well into that show. She yeah. doesn't change its fab- the and fabric. And it's not it's scene being. stealing. No, it's she, just like yeah. she gets scenes. Yeah. To do her own thing. Um I think it's definitely got to be uh it's ta- it's 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 Jared Leto. He changes he changes the pH level of that movie. He in- infects it. It is a toxic mm-hmm. performance. His scenes with Al Pacino are like some of the most magical cinema moments I've ever yeah. seen. When Al Pacino is screaming <laughs> Heat style at Jared Leto <laughs> as Paolo Gucci. Like, I, I, to I ascended maker. out of my body in the movie theater, and I was like, "This is cinema. We're here. We've arrived." Jared Leto, that's a big award. Congrats! Congratulations yeah. on your Wabami. This is it, boys. The final award of the night for Hollywood's biggest night, the Wabamis. The Wabamis, honestly, Wabamis. The honestly visually stunning award. The nominees the, are wait, honestly, visually stunning award. Yeah, don't don't last year awarded to First Cow. Well, I forgot when to First Cow last year. Yeah. Wow, that was who will now pass cow. the uh, this this one? They have to share a platinum scoot hog that gets passed between winners. They don't get to keep it every yeah. year. It gets oh, ran okay. through. It's yeah. like yeah, it's the Super Bowl yeah. trophy. It's like, like diamond encrusted <laughs> or the Stanley Cup. Just yeah. have to pass it around. The nominees are Dune, The Green Knight, Pig, The French Dispatch, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Can I make the argument first? I think that it goes to The Green Knight. And the reason being is because I think that I think that you lose the most without the visuals from The Green Knight, even more so than you do from something like Dune. I think that the Green Knight is just we talked about it whenever we did our best movies of the year pod. But I think that just every fucking scene of that movie is just perfection. It's perfectly, perfectly shot, perfect color and just everything about it is just so excellent. So visually stunning, just images yeah. burned in my brain Honestly. forever. It's honestly visually stunning. From the jump, too. That yeah. first shot of his head on fire. Did, did you nominate Power of the Dog? Is Power of the Dog in the nominees? No, but it's worth a shout out. Yeah. Give it, it a looks, shout out. It looks stunning. It's great. But the, I, the Green Knight is my pick with a bullet. Any other thoughts, Drew? Green Knight? Do you want to go Green Knight? Because I kind of want to go Dune. Ooh. Oh, now, now we're talking. Because okay. I'll tell you why. Because... For what the Green Knight is, it, it's singular, incredible, beautiful visuals. Everything that you said was true about it. Um, it's also, I don't know, I feel like Dune was harder. Right. Um, Dune is the best visuals I've ever seen in terms of like massive scale, the blending of practical yes. and CG and rendering a world that was thought to be unrenderable if we're just if i don't know because if if most directors were free to do literally whatever they wanted there would be more movies like the green knight that look like that 
I, I don't know. I don't have a good. No, you're I, you're on the right track here because I I think the distinction here is that the Green Knight would still be an incredible movie even if its visuals stumbled a little bit. There's a lot happening in that movie, and it's the kind of movie that is going so uh, sort of fantastical mm -hmm. that even if the visuals weren't, you know, 100% there, they would still feel like they're at home with what the movie is trying to accomplish. Dune, if you fuck up the visuals in Dune, you fuck up the entire thing. The, the, the bar is much, much harder to clear in Dune. So I want to make one big counter argument to this whole thing. And I think that this is kind of, I'll say this. And then if you guys still disagree with me, then that's okay. Dune's budget was $165 million and the Green Knight's budget was 15 million. 15. Wow. 15 million. It was less than 10%. And what David Lowry did to make that movie look as to as fully realized as it did at less than 10% of the Dune budget, I think that's 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 my winner. And which were you most stunned by? I was stunned. I was like jaw dropped during the Green Knight. By its visuals. Yes. I was during both of these. I was I was during both of them. It's such a hard I said pick. Dune was my favorite theater experience of yeah. the year. But but the, the Just, point the point you made about it like feeling like this giant spectacle that blends the practical with the digital like that is something that we I just know. don't it, see it's, ever. it's hard because you're right hunter but my my soul is saying dune because i also look, don't it's okay like i also don't think that increasing like look, if we you guys pick green book that's cool like <laughs> take pick driving miss daisy no the, like you'll you'll love that that's gonna age so great the thing is increasing budget when dune part two comes out and it sucks shit <laughs> then up. then who's shut gonna up, shut up. Thing? Increasing budget doesn't necessarily mean that visuals get better most right. of the time. Look at yeah. every Marvel movie. So that's that but, like it's almost more impressive that with that money it looks perfect. Right. Um, because that I've never seen a movie do that before with that amount of money, ever. I just saying, you know, I just think I mentioned it on our dude pod, you know, it does get kind of dark in that one scene during the invasion of the the town. It gets a little bit too dark for my liking. Um I just again, I think that the Green Knight looks better, and it does it at less budget. That's just me. Oh. I think it looks better, um, and I think, and I not to take anything away from it because I actually think I slightly disagree with you. I give more credit to the screenplay for Dune than I do for because more than anything, Dune aside from it looking great, I knew it was going to fucking look great. I was more impressed that it is something that could appeal to the populace and not just be like empty calories. Like the worst parts of Blade Runner 2049 is that it looks fucking beautiful, but the script doesn't all the way get there. And I think that in Dune, it is a lot better of a script and it's more engaging uh, for satisfying for both like the nerds and also for just like your common movie theater guy. And I think that the green Knight more so is fully realized is, fully relying on the visuals to tell the story. And therefore I, I vote for it as the most visually stunning. Ooh, I feel Lord. like, I feel like, um, Such a tough if, if I say green Knight, can I leave? No, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm going to, I'm going to say green Knight. Congratulations. Well, 
Sorry to see the the worm. I like. I really. Go I really came out here. I just <laughs> without his big platinum wabami. But congratulations. Hold on though. There's one more category. There's been a mistake. There has been a mistake. Dune has not gotten enough recognition. There's a new category. It's actually the new biggest category that Wabamis. It's called Worm of the Year. <laughs> Your nominees are Dune Worm Big and Simon Rex's penis. <laughs> Can I is it an upset? It's close, but <laughs> I think it's the Dune Worm because it's a little bit bigger. <laughs> just, well, are we sure? Just, we never see it set. Maybe in Dune they're just really small. Have we ever thought about what if they're all really small and the worm is normal sized? That's cool. <laughs> I think I think we need to give Dune some Dune a makeup Oscar here. Yeah, worm of the year. We can give it a makeup Oscar right here. I'm glad to know that if I just like just talk long enough, then you will just submit to what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, deser- it, it deserves it. This is how I'm going to get you guys to watch Man of the Year, the Tom Brady story. No, I'm just going to talk oh, long gross. enough that, that, that just to get work. me to stop talking. You'll just watch the content. Worm of the year goes to Ryan Reynolds for being a fucking worm. (laughs) (laughs) Worming his way onto our screens. Okay. All right. (laughs) Congrats to everyone. Everyone nominated just won that award. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for watching. That's it. That's the Wabamis. We did it in half the time of the Oscars. So you're welcome. And that's the only scale that we'll use. And so it actually, this was a very short episode. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. quick Overall, it's it's listen, I'm sorry. Short. I'm sorry. Normally it'll be like a lot longer. Yeah. Like a lot longer. I get a lot sweatier. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for watching. Please be sure to uh, subscribe and rate and review and recommend the show to everybody that you think will enjoy things like the Wabamis, the third annual Wabamis where we hand out the coveted Scoot Hog Award to all the great stuff of the year. Mm. We have a Robin Williams series going on right now. So stick around for Fern Gully, Aladdie. Fern Gully. Aladdie. I said Aladdie. Aladdie. Fern Gullin, Aladdie. <laughs> Fern Gully, Aladdie. Uh, email us, follow us, and donate at anchor.fm slash we bought a mic. Thank you, beautiful donors for donating. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.